Hi everyone, and welcome to Braindrop, the VCOM podcast where we invite our experts to stop by and drop a little of the latest digital transformation tech on our listeners. Hi everyone, it's Jethro Castillo from VCOM, and the great guests keep on coming. Paul Conacher is the Executive Vice President of Revenue here at VCOM and is beyond passionate at ensuring that no one settles for the status quo. He believes that every organization deserves a better way of managing their IT spend. And in this conversation, he highlights exactly what that way is. Enjoy. So, Paul, why don't you just start by introducing yourself, whatever comes to mind? Yeah. So my name is Paul Conacher, uh, EVP of Revenue here at VCOM, Bennett VCOM, coming up on 15 years, 14 and a half years. I believe to my absolute core that VCOM delivers value to our customers every single day. We provide software and services. Uh, that are absolutely necessary for the customers to be able to manage their spend, IT spend effectively from procure to pay. Um, I love our culture. I love everything about this place. And my only concern is that there's not more people taking full advantage of what we do and that they continue to work in the status quo because they don't know that there's a better way. And so when I wake up every morning, I'm motivated and challenged to make sure that at least every single one of our customers and any prospects that are engaging with us are aware that there's a better way to do things than the status quo. And you just said it twice, status quo. And that's kind of the phrase that, at least for me, I associate with you 100%. Anyone at VCOM knows Paul is always status quo, status quo, status quo. What is the status quo? Well, let's go back a little bit to some conversations you and I've had first before we define the status quo. I think it's important to understand that at VCOM, we don't compete against performance. Perfection. We empower our customers to be better than the status quo. We compete against the status quo. And customers can't continue to choose to be negligent to decide to live in the status quo because it's not working for them. We see it every single day. I uh, ran business development for the last two years. Every prospect I engage with, they have problems that exist in the status quo that they cannot solve on their own without a platform and without subject matter experts to help take that data or take that information and turn it into action. So to your question, what is the status quo? I'm pretty passionate about it. I think it's a disaster. (laughs) I think it's a recipe for failure. I think anyone who's choosing to live in the status quo from an IT spend management perspective, whether that's somebody in IT, that's somebody in finance, that's somebody in procurement, or it's a CEO, CIO, CFO, C-level individual, is choosing to take on pain and problems that they don't have to. And How that exists for us, it exists across a myriad of places. Uh, It can be something from, I'm looking to make a digital transformation. I'm looking to go from an on-premise to the cloud, but I've never done it before. I don't know how to do it, and I'm going to choose to try to take that on on my own. Or I'm negotiating my first enterprise agreement with a major SaaS provider, and I haven't done that prior, and I don't have the skill set to do it. I'm processing 50, 100, 250 invoices a month with no uh, visibility into what those are. I'm waiting on hold with the provider because my services are out and I don't have the data or the information that they need to adequately assist me. I'm trying to install a service without a project manager, without visibility, without understanding what needs to happen at test and turn up. The status quo goes on and on and on. But the reality is the status quo means I don't have a single pane of glass to look at all of my IT lifecycle or IT spend across the entire lifecycle. And I don't have a well-equipped staff team to manage everything that's necessary to be on top of the things that are required for my organization to be successful. You said you've been working for VCOM for 15 years. Why do you think the status quo has lasted for as long as it has in the information technology sort of sector? 
That's a great question. I think you can kind of address it three ways. One, the traditional providers uh, aren't well enough equipped to fix their own problems, and they're not incentivized to fix their problems as long as the customer will continue to take on those challenges and deal with them and say that it's acceptable. Uh, two, I think specifically in the mid-market, there hasn't been enough focus on uh, attacking these problems. We're just starting to see new companies come into play that want to participate in the mid-market and want to provide software platforms and solutions or SaaS platforms and solutions to help our customers solve that, uh, the, the, the challenges associated with the status quo. And then three, you don't get in trouble usually for the status quo, when in reality, I think challenging the status quo should be everybody's job and initiative, and you should figure out how to solve the problems that plague you and empower yourself to be more successful. Uh, and then the final thing I think that I, I should have mentioned probably is there's more being asked of IT departments uh, across the board than ever before. I call it IT heroics, but IT wasn't responsible for managing SaaS deployments. They're now getting from on-premise into the cloud. The technology requirements across an organization have scaled so significantly, and IT is at the center of all of those. And so the status quo is harder to address when you have more on your plate to address every single day. And it only increases the need for a partner uh, or a platform to help help you manage uh, your environment. If we're all aware that these problems are plaguing the IT world and and there could be easier ways to do it, why, why do you think we're okay with just going off? Uh, if people don't know there's a better way and people haven't had the opportunity to engage and see a path forward, it may not be intentional. And I think humans mm. naturally, you know, at the end of the day, put their head down and go to work and they want to get the things done that they need to get done. And sometimes you have to go up a level and say, Hey, I got to get strategic. I've identified these gaps and these problems. That's the status quo. And I need to try to find a solution uh, to solve it. And as I mentioned earlier, there is no other VCOMs running around with solutions like we have in the mid-market to help them solve it. So part of it is also we haven't reached and touched enough people. Um, but I think it comes down to people are getting to work. They're trying to address the fires that are in front of them every single day. They're not elevating up and saying, I need to come up with a global holistic solution. And they haven't been exposed to the opportunity to say, hey, there is a better way. This is what it is. And I'm going to go all in on it. You've briefly touched upon, you know, the status quo of IT. And I think I'd love to kind of jump in deeper into what that is, but maybe the best way to go about that is how does VCOM, how does our company effectively go against the status quo? Yeah, well, um, first I'll, I'll say this, and I say it every time I meet with a new prospect, I believe VCOM is the best way. I'm extremely biased. I'm emotionally invested here. I've spent a lot <laughs> of my life uh, uh, buying into to, to what we do and how we approach it and how we differentiate ourselves from everybody else. I actually don't think there's anyone like us that is out there in the marketplace for the mid-market. But I would say this to every single prospect, if not VCOM, do something. And if that something isn't VCOM, that's okay. Uh, that means I haven't done my job. I haven't educated you on the differentiators between how we go to market and how we believe it should be done uh, versus the others. The worst thing you can do is do nothing, to accept the status quo and to continue and if you want me to introduce you to the other players that are in the space, whether they're sub-agents and agents that do planning and procurement really well, they're MSPs that do operations really well, or they're the TEMs that do expense management really well, I'm happy to do that. Do you think a significant part of our role is to educate? 100% our role. And um, let's start with education starts with curiosity. We have to inquire. We have to understand where our customers and our prospects are coming from and what they're facing on a daily basis. And oftentimes we go into environments 
knowing more about best practices or how to challenge the status quo than they do. We live in this world. We see it across 375 customers every single day. We know the path towards success, but education isn't necessarily about knowing everything. It's about reaching and understanding each other and creating common ground that can allow us to move forward. And that really starts with us asking questions that help the customer come to the conclusion that they're not comfortable with their status quo and they understand their pain points and the challenges. Or a lot of times I'd like to refer to them as opportunities for them to get better, to challenge the status quo and to create a better environment for them personally and for their organizations. Um, I remember okay. your other question, by the way, Jeff. <laughs> nice. How does, how does VCOM address or challenge the status quo? And so at our core, we believe there's nine jobs to be done. And we've created a software platform, a SaaS platform, to help address those nine jobs. And then we've created subject or we've, we've employed subject matter experts that can help our customers in every phase of the life cycle of an IT asset uh, to do that. And so if you think about it just at the, at the highest level, if you're going to start from absolute scratch, you have to design what you want. You got to source what you want. You got to contract what you want. You got to install what you want. You got to inventory what you want. You got to support that asset. You got to bill for it. You got to allocate for it. And then you got to be able to report back on all of it. And a customer does this every single day. An IT person, a finance person, a procurement person, a C-level person does this every single day, whether they realize it or not. But they're doing it today without a platform, without a single pane of glass for visibility across the entire life cycle, and without enough subject matter expertise to be able to manage it. And so in some aspects, they're flying blind without the data that they need, without the subject matter expertise that they need. And it's costing them money, both from hard costs and soft costs perspective. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of listed out the nine steps for, you know, designing, developing, maintaining, managing an IT sort of environment. What is the current status quo to design a solution, source the solution, and then contract that said solution? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you kind of high level. And, and this is where I really start to geek out and where the kind of <laughs> curiosity comes into play because each customer has a, their own version of this or each prospect has their own version of it. But ultimately designing the solution, it's in-depth understanding what am I trying to accomplish? What are the players that are at play that are out there? And making sure that we have total clarity on what it is that we're trying to design from this technology or the solution to empower the rest of our organization. And oftentimes in the status quo, the person responsible for designing it is doing it for the very first time. They're making a technology migration that they have never done before. And that means inherently they're fighting an uphill battle. They're, they're learning on the fly. And so where we challenge the status quo is I have a team of subject matter experts that have done it two days ago. Have they done it 20 times this year for 30 other customers, whatever it might be, but have done this thing many times and have designed it. And then you get into the sourcing aspect. Well, that's who can play. Who are the players that are out there that uh, that you should be talking to? And what are the nuances or what are their differentiators? And how do those differentiators apply to the design that I've just created, to the requirements that I've just created? And again, you know, for the status quo, that's them, you know, employing Gartner and going and looking at the Magic Quadrant, calling all of their peers who have gone through this already and understanding who they've worked from and getting feedback with it. Maybe it's working with, an agent that's really good at planning and procurement, but that's all that they do. And, you know, in our world, it's get with your subject matter expert, find our buy, follow our buyer's journey process, identify the players, use the feedback from all of our 375 customers on the engagements that they've had with these various providers, and then ensure that you pick the right provider. We like to call it outsourcing the heavy lifting. At the end of the day, the customer makes all the decisions. We do all the heavy lifting for them.
Yeah. Spreadsheets. Spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the most common status quo that we compete against is a spreadsheet, whether it's to track the expenses, to track the invoices, to track the inventory that they have, to track the 1-800 numbers that they have to call into when something goes wrong, to track their account teams. Uh, uh, the majority of the time when we run into a new prospect, somebody is managing that manually in a spreadsheet. And I'm here to say that's archaic. It's draconian. You should not be doing it. <laughs> Sales doesn't manage uh, outside of a CRM anymore. Salespeople aren't using a spreadsheet. HR isn't using something other than ADP or Workday. Marketing's using Marketo. Everybody else has a SaaS platform to help them manage all of this. To be doing it in a spreadsheet, we have telecom analysts you know, that we work with. They call it their Bible. There's zero automation there. There's zero efficiency there. There's zero business continuity there. Uh, spreadsheets are... A disaster, really. <laughs> to optimize for the next year when you're looking at your budget, you kind of need to see where your spend is going, right? What is the current way of figuring out where your spend is going? The status quo of getting an invoice from a provider and processing it doesn't work. Invoices are not accurate. It's impossible for them to be accurate. There's tons and tons of uh, articles on this. I mean, I've never had anyone dispute me that I'm a... I'm, I'm incredibly confident that my AT&T invoice is easy to read. It's accurate every single month. And I'm getting the price point that I had agreed to. Nobody said that. Says no one ever. So when you're starting with an invoice and the invoice is inaccurate, and then you have to process it, that's a lot of work to do. And so the key here is you need a tool, you need systems, you need subject matter experts to process that invoice. We like to think, let's start with an accurate invoice. That's what we have Buyers Club to do, is challenge the status quo, guarantee your invoice is accurate every single month on a single invoice. But let's say you want to manage the retail environment. You have to have visibility into it. You have to understand the variances. You have to be empowered with the data to challenge uh, those variances. And then you need a team to go back and do all of the work necessary once you've discovered that there is a problem. I want you to challenge me on what I'm about to say right here. It seems to me that VCOM can replace an, a company's IT department. Challenge me on nah, that. No, we can't, we can't replace an IT department. Um, that's, that, that's not accurate. But we can empower some FTEs to do a better job at what they're doing today. And I go back to something our CEO says all the time, but HR isn't clamoring to write out paychecks anymore. They love the automation associated with automated <laughs> payroll, right? Why is an IT person hanging on to uh, needing to update their manual spreadsheet, not having the tools and the team necessary to do their job successfully? There's no reason to do it. So we're not here to replace anybody. In fact, that's the opposite of what we're here to do. We're here to empower those people to do a better job and be more on top of their job every single day. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. IT teams are expected to do IT heroics right now. They're tasked with more than they've ever been tasked with. Everybody's reading the papers today. Papers, now I sound archaic. Everybody's <laughs> reading the news today. We all know where the market's going. We're seeing layoffs. Customers and companies are asking to cut back on expenses. So they're being asked to do more with less. And the only way to do that is with, with a platform and with a, enough subject matter experts to support it. And again, I believe it's VCOM. But if you don't believe it's VCOM, you got to still believe you need to do something because the status quo is not working today. With the small remaining time we have left, any, any final thoughts? Well, I hope what's infectious is my passion and my belief that what we do makes a major impact for our customers every single day. And um, 
probably my biggest frustration is, you know, getting to know somebody, building a relationship with somebody, and then they choose to go with the status quo. I, I feel bad for them. And I feel and I have to reflect inwardly on, you know, how did I miss this opportunity to connect, to educate, to show a path forward that's better than what the status quo is today? Because at, at my core, and I've said this now probably three or four times, and you've heard it a hundred times since you joined us, the status quo does not work. It's terrible. It's miserable. And your options are to do something about it or to continue to accept it. And my advice would be do something about it, even if it's not with DCOM. Nice. Love that. Well, Paul, thank you for your time. Uh, always an honor to talk to you um, and, and take care. Yeah, thanks, Jethro. I appreciate your passion and enthusiasm, too. Thank you. Thank you. If you have any questions about the topics you hear on Braindrop, feel free to email us at braindrop at vcomsolutions.com. Thanks for listening.